Hello, I'm Amanda Taylor, and this is My First Name as Agent, a regular report of my journey to watch all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm doing some special edition episodes and revisiting all the Spider-Man movies from before Spidey was allowed to be in the MCU. Today's topic is The Amazing Spider-Man. In the summer of 2012, I was a semester away from graduating from college. My whole university experience had been sort of dulled by a lack of new Harry Potter, Spider-Man, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars content. We had the new MCU to focus on, the first Avengers movie had been released the summer before, but I missed the defining fandoms of my childhood. Twilight had taken over much of my pop culture consciousness. So, when The Amazing Spider-Man was released, starring none other than Emma freaking Stone, I had a spiritual experience when I went to the movie theater. Natalie and I saw this movie eight times, every $5 Tuesday for two months. Rewatching it for this podcast, I was struck by just how intricate and intentional the storytelling is. I want to get back to that because it's important, but first I want to talk about this movie's truly amazing feat, getting me to absolutely love Gwen Stacy. She is brilliant, top of her class, beautiful, as Aunt May and Uncle Ben both point out, and better yet, she's involved and instrumental in Peter's double life as Spider-Man. He tells her very soon after they start dating, or whatever, they're teenagers, about his secret. And although she's scared for his safety, she never once tries to dissuade him. She only wants to understand what drives him and her own father to take on the responsibility of saving everyone. Because she's awesome! She hits the lizard with a trophy! She cooks up the lizard antidote! She blows fire at the lizard at Oscorp! I love this version of Gwen Stacy. And previously... I had been very against that character. The Amazing Spider-Man contains far more intentional themes of legacy and responsibility than any of the previous three films. It opens with the story of Peter's father, a scientist at Oscorp who stumbled upon something dangerous and as a result was mysteriously killed. His father invented the spider that bites him. Peter's ties to Oscorp are deep and interesting. His relationship to Kurt Connors, the eventual lizard, are fraught and emotional. The science actually means something to Peter. It isn't just that he happens to be interested in learning and stumbles upon some geniuses. The coincidences feel a little less hokey. And the consequences of every action have a much more logical payoff. This movie achieves what most comic book movies cannot. The direct causation between a powered person appearing, only to have to fight a similarly scientifically altered villain, is explained. And it's awesome. Peter creates his own enemy by being reckless, but also by being trusting. Every Spidey movie has a bunch of father figures flitting in and out of Peter's life and helping him become. He wants to confide in Connors and gain his respect because he's a direct tie to his own father. Then, he wants to avenge Uncle Ben, which drives him to use his powers to hunt down petty criminals. But interestingly, it isn't until a heated discussion with Gwen's dad that he's motivated to leave his vigilantism behind and become someone who can serve the greater good. The direct actions and consequences of the movie are pretty damn elegant. Andrew Garfield, in this role, is absolutely swoon-worthy. He was 28 years old, which is the age Colin is now, so I can still very justifiably watch this and get a little giggly at just how non-stop adorable he is. This interpretation of Peter is my least favorite in terms of accuracy. He's a little too angsty, a little too artsy, a little too well-rounded, a little too hot. But as a redefinition of Peter Parker for a 2012 audience, he's wonderful. His physicality, when he's nervous or dodging a question, his facial expressions. It's kind of hard for me to articulate how much I love this performance without just, like, sighing. The movie takes a long time to get Peter in his mask, 
and we get to see a very, dare I say it, gritty version of how Peter fights in the subway, on the streets. He's kicking some serious ass in a really creative and entertaining way. Then he gets the suit, and holy cow. He's my favorite Spider-Man by far. His quips and sarcasm are extremely funny. His skinny little body is able to do some stuff in flight, and otherwise that's just astounding, which, okay, probably a stunt double in CGI is helping there, but whatever. It's just a really, really good look for him. Obviously, we have to talk about the chemistry. They were dating in real life, sure, but the sizzling, awkward teen moments between Andrew and Emma are what made this movie a repeat viewing for me. In general, because the cast is kept relatively small, the movie achieves a deep level of emotional depth between all of its characters. Granted, I had completely forgotten who played Aunt May and Uncle Ben, but I think I can be forgiven for being distracted by the Peter Gwen romance. This was such an absolute joy to revisit. It honestly might be one of my top favorites. And now I'm really dreading the next one. Until next time, on My First Name is Agent.